Hey, welcome to the Hanging with Coach Noonan podcast. Glad you found us for another season. Really hope you enjoyed the guests that we have today. Take a listen. Reach out if you want some more information. Enjoy the time. Enjoy the learn. Hopefully you get better from this. The Hanging with Coach Noonan podcast is a big fan of cookies. I'm excited to announce the podcast now has an official cookie sponsor, Texas Treaties. Texas Treaties is a Dallas-based custom cookie company that can design and decorate any shape and color combo you can think of. Not only do they look amazing, they taste great also. Texas Treaties is offering Dallas area listeners a special 10% off promo. Use the code podcast at checkout. Link to order will be in the show notes. If you are in the market for fine men's wear, i.e. suits, shirts, ties, etc., you need to check out Etiquette Dawn. I personally have several pieces from him, and every time I wear them, I feel confident, well-dressed, and I receive many compliments. Etiquette Dawn is a truly custom apparel company that will have you look, looking like a sharp-dressed man. Check out www.etiquettedawncustomapparel.com for more information. Make sure to follow them on Instagram and TikTok at Etiquette Dawn as well. All coaches have their go-to drink for waking up and getting their energy boosted. For me, that's coffee. I prefer black coffee, so that means buying high-quality beans so that I can grind and brew them at home and enjoy my cups of happiness. Viking Coffee is my go-to company for a monthly subscription of great variety of beans that produce excellent cups time after time. Podcast listeners, use the code COFFEEWITHNOONAN, all one word, for a 10% discount off. Check out www.vikingcoffeeco.com for more details and to order the official coffee of the Hanging with Coach Noonan podcast. Drink coffee, work hard. In this episode, I talk with strength conditioning coach and entrepreneur Micah Kurtz. Micah Kurtz is the assistant athletics director and director of sports performance at Windermere Preparatory. In addition, he consults on projects regarding youth athletic development, education for the NFL, USA Basketball, USA Football, and Nike Football. Previously, he was the Director of Strength Conditioning at AC Flora High School in Forest Acres, South Carolina. During his time there at AC Flora, they won 14 state championships and was twice named the State's Athletic Program of the Year. Coach Kurtz has served as the strength conditioning consultant coach to the nine-time high school basketball national champions and the winner of the 2016 Dick's National Tournament Oak Hill Academy. During his time there, he has worked with NBA players such as Sindarius Thornwell, Quinn Cook, Keldon Johnson, and Cody and Caleb Martin. Coach Kurtz has been named a State Strength Coach of the Year three times and was named the NHSSCA Southeast Strength Coach of the Year in 2021, a top 40 under 40 sports professional by Coach and AD Magazine in 2018, and the NSCA National Strength Coach of the Year in 2016. He is active on social media, and you can connect with him on Twitter and Instagram at KurtzM3. And visit his website, www.theathletemaker.com. We talk about athlete development, coach development, programming, community involvement, and more. This was an awesome episode, and I sure hope you enjoy it. 
as much as I did. On today's episode of the Hanging with Coach Noonan podcast, I am joined by Coach Micah Kurtz. He's currently the Assistant Athletic Director and Director of Sports Performance at Windermere Preparatory High School. Coach, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. Voice is, uh, voice is a little hoarse. We just finished our first week of uh, summer workouts, so it's, uh, it's been good for sure. But you know, you know how it goes. Trying to get them going, and uh, it takes a beating on your voice. I was telling my uh, telling my wife uh, in the beginning of the summer. She always yells at me about that I yell too much, and I'm going to lose my voice and not be able to talk to my daughter. And uh, since COVID started, like my voice has been as good as has been as good as ever because I'm not able to coach as much. But now we got less restrictions, and I'm back to back to coaching and yelling. So it's a good problem to have for sure, but it's, uh, it's good. I appreciate you having me out. No doubt, man. Do you have any, uh, I think we all can suffer from, from the hoarseness, especially at the very beginning. And especially right now getting back into a, you know, almost a full swing or, or pretty yeah. daggum close. Do you have any secret home remedies for, uh, for recouping the voice? So you're ready to go next week. I mean, I should be good by Monday. I'm just glad to, um, I'm just glad by Thursday it's like this. Like if it was like this on Tuesday, I probably wouldn't have made it through the week. So um, you feel, you know, we've all probably been there when we've lost our voice. You like, you feel handicapped. You like, you don't know what to do. Like, so, um, so yeah, we made it through. And uh, I think I just need to do a better job of like some, uh, some, uh, some honey, uh, some warm honey water at night for sure. Yeah. Yeah, maybe a little lemon lemon juice in there too. Yeah, yeah. Now, you know, for me, when we go to summer, it's uh, it's it's not as much of my voice as uh, as it is just the rest of my body from demoing, um, and especially with our well, this year is is the first year we were in in a couple of years that we're doing a seventh and eighth grade camp. Um, so we the way we have it set up, we're four hours straight. Uh, two hours with the about two two and a half hours with the high school kids and then another hour and a half or so with the uh with the youngers and uh you know just just demoing anything from just a straight body weight squat to clean pulls to med ball cleans and everything gets sore and then you throw in your own personal training on top of it and you just you got to make those business decisions and today was a business decision my our O-line coach and I looked at each other after afterwards and said, yeah, we can save deadlifts for another day. It wasn't happening. Yeah. Well, Hey, as, as we get older, you, 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 you realize uh, with our middle school kids, um, I got some, some of our high school kids that just volunteer uh, as, as my assistants. And uh, so they do all the demo and, and then, uh, and then I actually had a guy who just started with me this summer who's working with me, just graduated from, from UCF. He's a monster, going to be an unbelievable coach, Tyler Williams. And so he's been doing a lot of the demos, especially on our speed and agility stuff. And uh, he's actually a competitive power lifter. And he, uh, on like yesterday, he was like, my body is beat up from demoing all this stuff. Like, hey, <laughs> welcome, welcome to the crew. That's right, man. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, we can't do we can't pull the uh, the GAs right now. It's it's not in our uh, 
in our district's policy. But uh, yeah, I wish I wish we could. We're all sitting in the office afterwards, and you know, it, it's not so much the uh, the time. It's, it's you know, consecutively setting stuff up and not being able to have somebody to help set it set up. You got to run, set it up. And now you're turning around doing something else, and because <clears throat> you're out in Florida, right? Yes, sir. So I don't know how, and I know you're dealing more just with, with the strength conditioning aspect, um, you know, but for us here in Texas, we get an additional time where we can spend in terms of a sports specific deal. So whether you're basketball, baseball, whatever, in the summer, you can do a little bit more than just a, an open gym or an open field. Like we're actually getting in there, we're, we're going over drills and uh, still talking schematic stuff for football. And I know our, our, we just hired a new uh, head boys basketball coach. So he's, you know, kind of evaluating some stuff with, with some of his kids. So I'm not sure what, uh, what they allow you guys to do in Florida, but you know, that, that extra bit of time as, as beneficial as it is, it's still a, uh, it's still a beating on, on the mind and body. Cause it's additional, it's additional things you got to consider and plan out and, you know, one of the most important things, regardless of what we're doing, is is player safety and taking care of those kids and making sure that they're hydrated. And as it heats up, because um, I'm sure you you understand the the humidity levels and the and the heat, especially on turf, it's it's a beating. No question. And it, it, as you know, and all of us that are in this profession, that um, we have a lot of people that um, when the summer the school years end, and they're like, oh. Are you excited? Uh, you're gonna enjoy your summer, enjoy your time off. And I'm looking at them like, summer's more hectic than the school year. Like, we go back to back to back to back to back sessions. Like, in the school year, you got class, you got a little 10, 15 minute break while they're getting changed and changing classes. Here's bang, 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 bang. So, it's awesome. It's a good problem to have that we have, we have high demand and and lots of kids involved in our program. But it's is probably a little bit more um, more hectic and tiresome than the school year even. Oh, I would agree with you 100%. It's funny you bring that up. I was just thinking about that randomly today, and I was like, you know, yeah, we go early in the morning uh, to about noon, and then the rest of your day is spent either getting ready for the next day if you haven't already, and then catching up with whatever else you got to do. Um, you know, and, and the honeydew list never shrinks. It's only ever expanding and, and you're only playing catch up as I've come to learn. Uh, you know, my wife and I moved into a rent house in Pflugerville. So this is the first time we're really dealing with a yard and everything. We've been a yeah. apartment dweller. So the honeydew has, has been a lot smaller in the last um, five years. This is year six for us and it's it's grown exponentially. No question. No question. I love that uh, you made the comment about you got you have a new a guy that's joined you on staff and you've already, you know, kind of talked about how he's going to be a great coach and you've been in this profession a long time. What gives you that impression right off the bat of, of a young guy coming out of college where you can just say, if he continues in this career path, he's going to, he's going to do great things. Yeah. Yeah. Good question. I mean, immediately, like he just started and immediately he can, he can command the room and he can hold the he can hold the floor with with demoing and explaining and instruction instruction with 30 kids there he can command the room where he commands that attention and 
and and I've had a lot of great um, assistants, especially since I've been here at Windermere Prep, that have come straight out of college and volunteered. And and one of the things uh, I've learned is like they these kids that are going through exercise science programs or kinesiology programs, like their understanding of the body, their understanding of programming, their understanding of uh, uh, of program design is is big, is great. Like they probably have a better understanding of of kinesiology and and the muscles and the, and the energy systems than I do. But a lot of them, their first time, they can't get in the middle of a room and command the room and and hold the kids attention and be able to explain the why behind what we do and, and he's can't come in immediately and uh i mean he's wise beyond his years he has a presence beyond his years and and he's not uh he's not nervous in front of a group of 30 kids that he's never met before and and and, and i've seen a lot of co young coaches that um they have a great understanding on all of the the X's and O's of periodization, but they don't have that that art of coaching where where they can uh, they can really reach the kids and maybe they're a little intimidated because they're new or they're not much older than the kids and and Tyler is uh, is been unbelievable in that aspect for sure and I mean um, obviously he just got he, I mean he played at UCF just got done playing so he looks the part and but he also can. Uh, but he also can um, can explain the why behind what's going on, and, and he, he's 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 got that confidence, but it's not cocky or not arrogant. Like he wants all those kids to succeed for sure. Yeah, I think that's that's a real important deal. And I was talking with somebody else today, and they were t you know they were they brought up you know the difference, or well, they brought up being confident but not cocky. I, I'd love to hear kind of your definition of that because I think for the most part, it's, it's an understood deal, but, you know, sometimes I get these really wise people on here that drop these amazing nuggets. And I feel like this is an opportunity for you to kind of drop this nugget on us. Yeah. I mean, I think, I, I think the biggest thing 100% is it doesn't matter who you are. We're dealing with, with youth athletes, young athletes, high school athletes, like they don't care how much, you know, until they know how much you care. Like that's the old saying, everybody's heard it. And so if you come in there and just telling them, oh, hey, I've done this, I've done this, I've won this award, or I played at this level, I mean, they don't care until they know that you care about them and they, 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 that you want the best for them. And so um, I think that's the biggest thing is um, once they know how much you care about them, they'll run through the wall for you. Like we've heard coaches all the time talking about, Kids, uh, kids are different nowadays. Kids are soft nowadays. They're not as tough as we were nowadays. And um, I mean, I think the biggest difference with kids nowadays is they're they're a little bit more intelligent and inquisitive, and they want to know the why behind what we do. Is not just because when me or you were in high school or going or in college or going through our programs, if our coach said get on the line and run. We just ran until he said stop. We didn't. We didn't ask any questions. Kids maybe nowadays want to know a little bit. Why are we doing this? And so we as coaches gotta adapt our coaching philosophy and explain the why behind what we're doing. And once 
once they understand that we know what we're talking about and that we want the best for them, now they'll go run through the wall for us. But it's not just because you have coach in front of your name. So I think that's the biggest thing is being able to, to relate to the kids and them understand that you have their best interests in, at heart. You're going to coach them hard, um, but everything you're doing has a purpose for them for sure. Oh, I agree with you 100%. <clears throat> you know, I asked you the question about, uh, like, what, how did I specifically word it? Um, you know, what what is it that you want to accomplish in your career? And it, it had nothing to do with accolades. And, you know, if, if I were to read, sit here and read your bio, you got plenty of accolades. Um, but what you wanted was to make a positive impact on as many lives as possible and to see these kids grow up to be great adults. And I think that's just, that's it. You know, um, the, the same person I was talking to about confidence and cocky was talking about building that relationship to not just for the, the years that you have them with you in high school, but the years after, uh, I'm sure you've got a, a, a Rolodex, um, of course, you know, nobody knows what a Rolodex is anymore, but you know, for these young people that were listening, it's this thing that was with paper and it was set on your desk and you flip through it. It wasn't your, it's, it's what your phone contact list used to be, but it was analog on paper, but I'm sure you've got that where you can uh, scroll through your phone and you can find, you know, former players uh, or former athletes that uh, you can, that you can still either follow on social media or talk to, and you've built that relationship. And, you know, a lot of times the person that's in the weight room with them spends more time and gets to know them deeper than their sport coaches. Cause you know, so even at the high school level, sport coaches can change year to year. Um, you know, if you have a dedicated strength coach, that's at the high school level, that's probably going to stay put for a while, for a long time, you know, not so much in college, but that same person is going to spend a lot of time with those kids in the weight room, even in the college setting. So I, you know, I love that you're talking about that right now is just building those relationships and getting them to understand the why behind what we're doing. Um, because we could throw up any, um, any, you know, arrangement of exercises, but if we can't under, if we can't communicate as to why they need to do these in order to be successful in their sport, then they're just not going to, they're, they're, we're just giving them a workout and it's, it may look good. It may make them sweat and sore and they may feel good about it. But it, in reality, is it actually doing what it is that we want them to do? No question. No question. That's awesome. And I mean, actually, as I, uh, as I, I ran, ran, ran um, to the gas station to grab something to eat before coming back, I'm at the school right now. And, uh, and one of the, the songs that was on the radio when I was coming back uh, was, um, Famous Friends by Chris Young. I don't know if anybody, if you listen to country or anybody listens to country. And uh, I mean, that's like what I, what, what, what I want to be is like, you're in a, I'm in Orlando, but I'm in a suburb of Orlando, a small town. Like I want to be like a fixture in this town where, where people know who I am because I coach them or coach their brother or sister, or I coach the longer I'm here. I coached, I coached their mom or dad. And so um, being able to have that impact on those kids for the next 10, 15, 20 years of their life where they're like, hey, you, I worked with Coach Kurtz. 
now my son or daughter's working with coach Kurtz, like, and they all have a, and they all have um, positive memories of the impact that you had on their life. That's what I strive to do for sure. 100%. I want to be, I want to be like Mike Strock, who's long time, just retiring strength coach at Burns high school or, or John McKenna, longtime strength coach up in New Jersey, where they've, they've been a fixture at that school in that town for the last 20, 30, 40 years. Like that, that there's no greater feeling than that for sure. No doubt coach. No doubt. Um, you know, one of the things I, you've got a, uh, you got a side business, you know, the, the athlete maker, and you talked about your unique situation at school. Um, and so I want to just dive into that a little bit. And then I have another question off of that, but let's, let's just talk about athlete maker and then how you're able, you know, what got you to start that and, and how you're able to operate it while still being a team and individual sport coach in, in the weight room for a high school yeah 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 it's very very interesting very unique situation um so so really how it got started was i mean so i'm in my third year here at uh Whittemere prep but before that i was at ac flora high school for the past 10 years and really how it got started at ac flora was um was we do uh we do an iron athlete challenge with our athletes where they get scored on they get scored out of 50 points on six different speed and strength um, assessments. And if they, so there's 300 total points they could get. They get 300, if they get 240 points or more, they become an iron athlete. They get their name on the wall. They get a shirt, they get a prize. Um, it's a very exclusive category. So, I mean, I guess in like the third or fourth or fifth year that I was there that we were doing it, like, kids were going home and telling their, their dads, really, the guys really started it. The boys were telling their dads, they're like, Hey, I'm an iron athlete. I, I scored 250 points. Da, 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 da. And the dads would come to me and they'd be like, what's this iron athlete award that you that you got? Like my kid, like he's walking around with his, taking his shirt off, pumping his chest out. He's kind of looking me up and down. Like he, like he's tough nowadays. He thinks I'm stronger than him or, or he thinks he's stronger than me or faster than me. And I mean, these guys, the the dads, they 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 were former athletes and, and still competitive. They were like, I want to do this iron athlete challenge. I'm I'm still bigger and faster and stronger than my kid. And so I was like, Well, yeah, let's set it up. Let's have let's have the dads come in and go through the iron athlete challenge. So so they did it to see if they were better athletes than their kids still. And then it just kind of had a trickle-down effect where then we were like, well, let's do um, let's do some adult parent boot camps, and so we started doing that at AC Floor, and it just it just continued to grow. Where um, it was an awesome it was an awesome uh, connector between myself, my athletes, and the parents of those athletes. So now they would they would go home and talk to their parents and be like. Oh, what'd you do with Coach Kurtz today? Here's what I did with Coach Kurtz today. So, um, as as you know, as as you get you if you as you have kids, I got little kids, but as you have kids and they grow up and get older and in their teenage years, they they may not talk to their parents as much and have as much in common with their parents. So, so this was a great way for them to have that common conversation at the at the at the at the dinner table, and so. It, 
it just continued to grow. And I think it was a win-win for everybody where it made the, the parents feel part of the school community, gave them something to, to talk to their kids about and had that common connection with their kids. And then, um, and then it also, I mean, the parents paid a, a small fee where it also added a little bit of a income to myself as well. And then it also made me develop those relationships with the parents, which, which helped gain buy-in with, with the kids and, and everybody involved. So, I mean, it was a win-win situation for everybody. And then coming to Windermere Prep, I'm at a private school and it's actually in, an interesting school where it's a for-profit private school. So, I mean, I had never, uh, AC Flora was a public school. Um, I never knew private schools were really for any, I mean, not all private schools are for-profit, but Windermere Prep is. So they want to generate revenue as well. So that when they were talking to me about coming down, they were like, you got free reign to basically run your own business out of our facility when you're not teaching weightlifting classes, when you're not running, when you're not running the, um, the after school training program. So, um, so it's worked out well where we have a morning adult group training right when, uh, right when school drop-off is. So they basically drop their kids off and can walk right over to the weight room, get their training in, makes it very convenient for them. Also adds in, like we talked about that, making them feel part of the school community, which is even, which is big anywhere, but it's even bigger at a private school where the parents are the ones that are writing the check for the tuition. So now the parents feel, hey, I got this connection to the school as well. Um, it makes that um, it makes uh, turnover less for sure because they want to stay involved in the school. Um, and then we we expanded it to our to our fourth, fifth, and sixth graders, our younger athletes that come at night um, and do and have, have our younger athletes training. And then, like I talked about with my assistant Tyler, like he's not hired by the school he's not hired at all by the school um he makes his money by assisting with with the parent workouts the adult workouts the middle school workouts um there's lots of demand for personal training whether it's from adults whether it's just from people in the community we're blessed here in in the area that we live at where there's a lot of um a lot of professional athletes that live here that 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 it makes it very convenient for them to come train with us. Um, and then we have also a lot of a decent amount of um, they might not play a sport, um, but they everybody wants the benefits of, of fitness and strength training. They may be they may be nervous and and not want to train in the groups, but they want to do some personal training. So then we can give that to Tyler where he's where he's making a decent amount of money. And then additionally, the school takes a small percentage of that as well. So the school's generating a little bit of money as well. And uh, I mean, I've learned more as I've been at a school like this, a, 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 a private school, for-profit school. Like they, uh, you're, you're looked at, employees are the biggest expense of a school. So they can look at you as an expense or an asset and say, just throwing out a number there, Say your salary is fifty thousand dollars, but say you're through the percentages that you're 
the, the revenue that you're bringing in and the percentage you're giving the school is $10,000, $15,000 you're giving back to the school. Now your expense that you're charging that as your salary is not as big as it was because you're generating that revenue, which is helping yourself as a business and helping your assistants and then all additionally helping the school. So, I mean, it's a win, 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 win for everybody. It's a very unique situation. It's something that, um, that really attracted me to here because I love working with kids. I love being in a school. I love being a strength and conditioning coach, but I also feel like I have a little bit of a entrepreneurial, um, uh, a dream where so I am able to kind of run my own business out of here and also be the school strength coach and working with all the kids and the athletes so um it's really a unique situation perfect situation I mean this morning we had we had our adult group training where we had we had Brian Dawkins NFL Hall of Famer we had a former um Hollywood stunt woman and about eight, nine, ten other moms and dads of students all in their training right in the beginning of the morning. Then we had the football group. Then we had the middle school group. And we had high school girls group, high school guys group. Then we had our swim team. Then we had a softball club training. So I mean, it was it was a long day, but it was uh, and back to back, but it was it was awesome. Where it was a a wide variety of people from from all over for sure. Yeah, that is for sure definitely a unique situation, and it's it's a great one uh, to be blessed with uh, to do all those things uh, and to kind of f- hit those different um, areas in which you feel connected with. I- I'm curious, you know, and this kind of goes back to with my question regarding Tyler. There's a there's a big difference between training that early morning group that you talked about with, you know. Uh, you heard, you dropped the name Brian Dawkins and I, and I had to fanboy a little bit, man, cause I'm not an Eagles fan, but I was a Brian Dawkins fan. Like, and it's hard to, it's hard to hate the guy, just the way he played with passion and everything. And just the leader he was like, it's awesome. But how you train those people versus how you, and somebody that's, whether or not these kids pay for the camp, they're personally not paying for that camp, right? It's their parents most likely with the exception of maybe a few high school kids, then, side job or whatever it pays for their camp but when that private group pays for their camp versus when you have your your youth whether they're junior high or high school the way you coach those is very different so i've seen some private coaches that when they enter into a team setting or they're trying to run a a 30 plus uh person group you know, through the weight room or through outside conditioning stations, it's different where you have maybe a group of 10 to 12 people. You have a lot more one-on-one here. You know, you, you may be able to coach every kid one rep in the entire time that you're working with them. So how have you balanced over the course of your, or your career, learned how to work with the private side and then meet the demands of the team side in terms of constructive coaching? Yeah, that, that, that's a good question. I mean, and I think, I think, I mean, we, we start all of our, 
whether it's the beginning of the summer or the beginning of the school year or the first time they come. I mean, we start everybody from block zero where whether they've been, whether they've trained with me for four years or they're brand new with me, we start them back to the basics with teaching them the proper, proper squat technique, proper hinge technique, proper lunge technique. And, and it's awesome with Tyler where I mean, he's a 600-plus-pound squatter and and talking to these kids all the time where it's like, I mean, he he squats 600. He's been training forever, but he's always he's always can hone in on his technique. So it doesn't matter if you've been with me for the last three, four years and you have good technique, use these first couple weeks to really focus on honing in on your technique. So, um, so we always start from block zero with all of our, when we start the summer or when we start the new school year or when we start somebody new um, and then build from there. So then um, by doing that, I feel like it's able to, um, you are able to give each kid more of an individualized attention because you can see if you have a kid that's been with you for a long time, obviously he doesn't need it. He's working on that technique on his own. And then it allows that brand new kid that comes in to not feel like he's just completely lost and thrown into the mix. He's allowed to build on it. And we talked to those, like we said, we talked to those older kids. We're like, yeah, you've done this before, but use these first few sessions to hone in on your technique. New kids, you've never done this before. Make sure you're paying 100% attention on every cue and every technique we give you because in the next two, three, four weeks, we're going to be going and rolling. And if you're not paying attention, you're going to be lost. We're doing this so you can learn. We're doing this for the older kids can review, but make sure you're 100% focused and attentive. And, uh, and we've had pretty good success with it. And then, I mean, as you know, being at the high school level, I mean, I think programming at the high school level is one of the most challenging levels of any level because we can have 20, 30, 40 kids in the room at the same time, all different all different experience and, and developmental levels. So the more kids, that, the more coaches and the more eyes that you can get in there, the better. And I've, I mean, I've been blessed that I've had coaches that are, that are sport coaches that, that want to be involved in our, in our weight room and just adding, just adding extra coaches and extra eyes on the athletes. And then I've been blessed to have, have young, young guys and girls that are, finishing up college or just out of college that, that, that want to volunteer or, or, or assist with me and make a little bit of money through the other uh, opportunities they have, but it's nowhere near a full-time job. The more eyes that I can get in the weight room, the better. And that's helped us get, get a little bit more individualized with each, with each kid that comes through. Uh, yeah, I think that's great. And I, and I love that. I love, you know, this, um, the fact that I think everybody has really embraced block zero uh, and understood um, its value, particularly coming off of COVID where you, you didn't have the guarantees that kids were at home doing things. And I don't know how, how things were for you guys in Florida, but here in Texas, you know, <clears throat> once everything went into, into lockdown back in March of 2020, you, you know, we sent workouts, so we posted them 
we hoped kids were doing something. And then, you know, we had a, a very small scaled summer and then, you know, we had kids decide to opt out and not play any sports or, um, you know, they, they would show up for football practice after school, but they wouldn't show up for the athletic period, uh, particularly more so with the freshmen, our, our, our varsity and JV, uh, that was in our, that was our first period of the day. So they were there for practice. We saw them, but it was those freshmen and then the middle schoolers, uh, particularly these incoming ninth graders that, uh, you know, right now, everything we're doing is, is movement assessment and teaching because we, we were never guaranteed of what they were doing and then the quality in which they were doing it. Um, you know, the problem with, you brought up, you know, about the, the kid's intelligence level and it, it's great that it's high, but one of the problems is there is also access to too much information. And so we're still trying to teach them how to decipher and, and really understand who's the good and who's the bad and who's taking the good stuff and just calling it their own and not giving credit to the people that need to get credit, uh, you know, cause they're just trying to make a quick buck off of the same thing that was done for the last 75 years that has proven the test of time. Yeah, no question. That That's a big conversation that we've had, um, especially with our football kids this past week. Um, one of them, well, so we started last Wednesday was our first, uh, first workout of the summer. And, uh, and it's been, I mean, it's, it's a good problem to have, but you got to educate them on it. Like we, they come to us for an hour and a half of speed, agility, strength, and they're putting in the work. And then they were going to another person and doing a speed guru and doing tons of volume on speed and agility. And one of the kids who was supposed to go to a camp this past weekend, and he ended up tweaking something. And, um, and we talked to them about, like, we, we love that you guys want to put the work in. But you also got to understand this hour and a half that you're putting in right now, that's plenty. Now you got to go hydrate. You got to go, you can stretch, go mobility, maybe do some low intensity technique work, but you don't need to go do another hour and a half session somewhere else. That's how you end up getting hurt. And, um, and like you said, there's so much, there's so much information out there where where and, and there's also people out there selling like hey more is better come train with me come do this with me and and i'm blessed to have a great great football coach that i work with that played in the nfl for 12 years and he's the one that's has been sending that message home to the football kids being like what you do with us right here for this hour and a half is plenty you don't need to go do that but trust the process um um, and, and, and the real gains happen when you're off your feet and recovering and, and eating and hydrating. So, um, like you said, there's, there's a lot of information out there and sometimes, sometimes it's, uh, sometimes it's educating them that, that not all the information out there is, is good information for sure. No doubt. No doubt. And that kind of leads me into this next question. Um, you know, I was, I was looking over your, your, Twitter profile just to, to gain more understanding of who you were. So I'll, and I'll get into ultimately what I wanted you to talk about. Not that it, not that everything hasn't been uh, 
amazing and, and I've, I've loved our conversation so far. Uh, and I think it parallels your answer right here uh, regarding the article you wrote for, I think it was Simply Faster about taking the weightlifting class and how it's the most important class you'll ever take in high school, right? And you're not taking away from any of the other classes, but what you teach in weightlifting carries for 40, 50, 60 years. I think that's that's a, a, a majorly important deal. And it's it's funny that we're talking about it now because <clears throat> that was my message to the freshmen this morning. Uh, we separate our 10th, 11th, and 12th from our freshmen. We run them in the same uh, group so that when we get to the sport specific, they just branch off with whatever sport. Uh, but we separate them in the weight room and then outside in their agility or conditioning stations. But I told them, so my plan for you guys is, is four years plus. It's not show me what you can do and let's put a barbell on your back and let's, let's max out. Like, no, it's build you up so that by the time you're a senior, you don't hate the weight room. You love it. You understand it. And you carry that with you once you leave here. Um, you know, cause I told them the other deal is if you, if you go to play at the next level, I want those coaches to be able to say, whoever coached you, coached you right. You know, yeah. I've heard from several collegiate strength coaches that say, we've got to fix the issue before they come to us. We, we can't go back to block zero all the time. As a freshman in college, with him, there's a lot more pressure on the line, and that job's not guaranteed the way it is in high school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No question. I mean, uh, yeah. So, I mean, that's my opening line to the kids. First day they come to class, I'm like, welcome to the most important class you'll ever take in high school. And, and they uh, and they kind of laugh and smile when I say that. I'm like, because they're like, this isn't math. This isn't science. This is not what we get end of year testing and SAT on. But, and I preface it with, then I follow it up with, I mean, no disrespect to any of your other classes, but the stuff that you learn in here, you're going to, like you said, you're going to be able to use for the next 40, 50, 60 years of life. It's not, not like, yeah, we want you to move better, get bigger, faster, get stronger. Uh, hopefully if you go to play in college, in college, you're going to be set up where you're more advanced and, and, and moving better than those kids that are coming in with you. But even beyond that stuff that you learn in here, of overcoming obstacles, overcoming the fear of failure, um, embracing the process of becoming the best at getting better is something that we talk all the time about. If you come in the weight room every single day and give, become and try to become the absolute best at getting better over time, you're going to see great results. Um, and that can carry over to every area of life. If you, if you take that philosophy to every area of life, is going to add up to great things. Um, if you, every time you go in the classroom and take that philosophy and want to become a little bit better in that subject matter, you're going to end up being great in that subject matter or become better in that subject matter. You go home and want to be a better son, a better son or daughter. It's going to, it's going to lead to great things. As you get older, you take that philosophy and you want to be a better boss or a better leader or a better employee is going to set you up for success. Um, and so, so that those principles that we teach in the weight room, um, 
is stuff that they're going to use for the next 40, 50, 60 years of their life. And then even on top of that, like we, we talked about the health aspect, it's not just about becoming bigger, faster, stronger, and better athletically. Like you're going to learn how to work out. You're going to learn how to create your own exercise program. So then you can continue to use that for the net, for the rest of your life. And it's been shown, obviously, first of all, I think I read a stat that like, like 85% of fortune 500 CEOs adhere to a strict fitness regimen. So it shows like successful people believe in the, the benefits of fitness and because they're, they're, they're task oriented people and they, they structure themselves where they get that, that, that exercise routine involved in their day. And then also if you're not, if you're not healthy, if you're not working out, if you're obese, it can lead to, it can lead to health issues, which if you continually have those, those health issues and continually sick and have to miss work, it's going to hard, be hard for you to keep your job, going to be hard for you to be promoted. So all of this stuff is going to success, set you up for success in every area of life, whether it's being a future husband or wife, fa father or mother, employee or boss. Like this stuff is going to be stuff that you can take for, with you forever. And I mean, um, and I mean, looking back, I mean, I'm almost 20 years from, uh, from high school and I really... I can name maybe like one or two of my 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 subject matter teachers. I can name every one of my high school sport coaches, my PE teachers, my weightlifting teacher. Like so that that uh the impact that they had on me is tremendous, and that's something that I don't take lightly. And I I, I want to be able to be, have that positive impact on the kids that I work with for sure as well. No doubt, I'm I'm in that same boat with you in terms of being able to recall, I can, I can name all of my high school coaches. Um, and there's only a, a couple, um, and, uh, of, you know, core subject teachers, uh, or, or, uh, you know, non, uh, non core teachers, your elective teachers that, that you really stick out, uh, you know, sometimes in a positive way, sometimes in a negative way. Uh, but those, but for me, all of my high school coaches stick out in a positive way. And, you know, honestly, if it wasn't for um, one of the guys that coached me in high school who was there at my alma mater when I got out of college and had no idea what I wanted to do, if it wasn't for him, I don't know if I would actually be coaching. Um, yeah. You know, it was kind of just a, a an act, almost an accident that I got into it. And now, you know, I, I know people that leave the profession for a variety of reasons. Um, you know, but for me, it's like if I leave, I don't know what I would actually do. Because right, yeah. at, at this point, it's all I want to do. Uh, you know, this I I, I don't want to take. I'm not trying to take this podcasting thing to to the Joe Rogan level. Like, I just don't think that it's going to get there. Um, but you know, if, if it ever does, great. I right now, that's not the goal. The goal is is very similar to you. I want to make as as great an impact on as many people, as many kids as I can, so that they want to one keep that relationship with me uh, because it was a positive in their life, but two, that they really want to enjoy, you know, the weight room and, and training and fitness uh, because of those things that you talked about, like understanding what failure can teach you and understanding how to 
adhere to a regimen and be task oriented and, and trusting the process because there's nothing in the strength conditioning field that happens quickly in terms of success and progress. It takes a very long time and it's not guaranteed to be linear progress. It's, it's pretty much going to be a roller coaster. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm in the same boat with you where, I mean, I've had those conversations with some mentors before where they're like, they're like, what do you want next? Like what's your next step in your career? And I'm, and I draw a blank. I'm like, like, what's the next, what's the next logical step from being a strength and conditioning coach, maybe an athletic director. I don't want to be an athletic director. Then you lose that, that relationship aspect with your, with your athletes. Like now you're more of that, that administrator. Like I want to be in there developing those relationships with those kids. Like, like I said, I have a entrepreneurial, uh, a, a dream. Do I want to go out and own my own gym? Um, I love being in the school community. I love having that school community. So that's not really something that's 100% my, my, my dream. I want to be entrenched in a school where I've coached the kids, older brothers and sisters. I've coached their younger brother and sisters. Then down the line, I got my former students who are now parents and I'm coaching their, their kids. Like I think, and I got, I got a two year old daughter and a, four month old son like I want those kids to my kids to go to my school and see their dad as coaching up these kids like that's something that's um that's that's my dream and that's something that I think a lot of us have and it's uh like we said that our our high school coaches and, and and PE teachers and strength coaches are people that we still that we still look back on and have that that they, they made a positive impact on our life. And that's what, that's what I want with, with, with my former students for sure. Yeah. Well, so, my brother real quick and my brother, I mean, my brother, my, my closest friend, crazy successful. He's a um, general counsel of a big, big, big company makes, I don't, he doesn't even tell, he doesn't even tell <laughs> because I've asked him before and he, like he's super humble dude, great dude, and he just kind of shakes his head and he's like, "I don't even want to tell you what I make because he knows it'll make me feel bad." But he also says, "He's like, yo, I want to do what you do." Like he played college sports, he played high school sports. He's like, "I want to do what you do, but I make uh, that's not my field, and I make so much money now that it's hard to make that transition." But there's so many successful people that. They may make good. They may make a lot of money, but they really don't have that um, that 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 feeling of making that positive impact on on people that we do. So it's a catch twenty two. But I think if we can, if we we don't need to get rich, but if, if we can we can pay our bills and be able to support ourselves, then we got the greatest job in the world. Oh, I would agree with you one hundred percent. So you know. I told you at the beginning before we, we actually hit record um, our friend, Missy Mitchell Macbeth. I'm not sure how familiar you are with her, but I reached out to her and I was like, need to get some more basketball people on, on this. And, you know, not that I, I, not that I think you're, you're pigeonholed as a basketball 
person per se, uh, but I know you've worked with a lot of, of great basketball talent. Um, so, you know, one of the, one of the sports that has for a long time hated the weight room is basketball. Um, and one of the things I asked you was how, how have you created that buy-in uh, to, to basketball training in the weight room? And I think part of that um, goes into them now seeing these elite level athletes training. I think the fact that everybody saw um, the last dance documentary and saw what Jordan was doing, not just on the court, but training with Tim Grover and, and getting in the weight room and, and, you know, dedicating himself to, to making himself physically better, not just skill better. So, you know, for you and, and your, and your, throughout your career, how have you seen the growth of basketball in terms of improvement into the weight room and uh, where you think it's kind of projecting towards? Yeah, 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 yeah. And shout out to Missy. Thank you. Thank Missy for, uh, for recommending me to be on this. This has been awesome. Thank, I appreciate you having me on and, and Missy recommended me for sure. And um, yeah, so um, yeah, so by just by me, I mean, I design, I design and oversee the strength program for Old Kill Academy, which, uh, which uh, is probably the, the most recognized high school uh, basketball program in the country. And Carmelo Anthony, Rajon Rondo, Josh Smith, now Cody and Caleb Martin, Cole Anthony, all those guys have come through Oak Hill. And uh, by me just playing a small part uh, uh, in their in their in their program, I've kind of like been known in the high school sector as being a high school basketball strength coach. And and people ask that same question where they're like, Do you like working with basketball players? Basketball players are not known for being wanting to be in the weight room and and my response to them always is I mean basketball players guys basketball players girls basketball players it don't matter I mean they are hands down one of if not the most competitive sports competitive minded sports of any people that I have in the weight room basketball players love to compete and so so I want to feed into their competitiveness through our strength and conditioning program. So everything that we do in our strength program is, uh, is, is fueling their competitiveness and feeding in their competitiveness. And I think something that we've had a lot of success with is where we do, we do a winter strength team of the year, a spring strength team of the year, a summer strength team of the year, where we have our, our speed, agility, our strength workouts, but we'll always either begin or end or have in the middle some type of competitive, some type of competitive um, aspect where it could be a, uh, they could be a team competitive um, drill, could be individual, could be strength, it could be speed, it could be power, it could be mental, and we'll keep track of those points throughout the whole time that we're doing those team of the year competitions, and whichever team has the most points is uh, it wins the team of the year and. Uh, and that's something that's been huge with our basketball players where I feel like everybody enjoys it. It, it, it allows for buy-in with all of our sports, but I felt like it's helped with the buy-in the biggest with our basketball players where they're like, I'm winning this. I want to win this. Um, Cause they're, they're that competitive. And then, um, so that's been big for helping with buy-in. And then, um, 
And then going on with what you talked about with seeing these high-level guys like like Giannis and, and LeBron and even Steph Curry, who was who was and still kind of is thought of as kind of skinny in his twig. But if you really look at him, I mean, he's jacked up now, and you can tell he's been in the weight room. Um, and so by seeing by those guys, these young guys and girls, high school players, seeing how how hard these high-level basketball players work is that's helped with buy-in and um, and Coach Smith, who is the legendary longtime coach of Oak Hill Academy, uh, I, he's second all-time in all-time wins, and he talks all the time at his basketball camp and with his players. Like, I mean, he's had, I think, almost 40 NBA players, and so almost every year there's scouts and GMs calling him about a guy that they're looking at drafting and those, the, the GMs and scouts always tell him in order to play in the NBA, you need to be able to do two out of three things at an extremely, extremely, extremely high level. You need to be able to shoot rebound or defend. You need to do two out of those three things at an unbelievably high level. Obviously the, the object of the game of basketball is to score the basketball. So if you can absolutely shoot the heck out of the ball and score at will, yeah, you're going to be coveted. But just being able to shoot is not going to guarantee you a spot in the league. You need to be able to rebound or defend as well. Well, how do you rebound and defend? If you're bigger, faster, and stronger than your competition and you want it, because a lot of rebounding and a lot of defending is just having the will and the want to do it. But if you're the best athlete on the field floor, bigger, faster, and stronger than them, then, then you're going to be able to do that. So, so even going to that point, say you can't even, you can't even shoot the ball. You can barely shoot the ball, but you're bigger, faster, stronger, and a harder worker than everybody. And you can lock down, defend, and you can go get rebounds. You got a shot to play in the league, even if you're not that skilled. Um, Dennis Rodman, he's in the Hall of Fame. He couldn't shoot. Giannis, I mean, he's got some good ball skills, but he cannot shoot to save his life. But he's an MVP because he's bigger, faster, and stronger than the competition. So being able to explain that to our basketball players that are in the weight room, yeah, we want you to be extremely skilled. But if you're bigger, faster, stronger, and can rebound and defend, you're going to find a spot on the floor. You're going to make that team. You're going to have a chance to play at the next level. And if you can do all three of those things, then you can be one of the greatest ever. You can be LeBron or somebody like that. Like, uh, And so by being able to explain it and break it down to them like that, it makes it uh, makes the buy-in uh, a lot easier for sure. Oh, I think that's, that's great stuff, man. And that's, you know, for me, basketball is um... – it's not something that I was ever good at. I was usually one of the last people picked. Uh, I joked with, uh, with our head girls basketball coach the other day, I was, I was trying to shoot a water bottle into the uh, trash can, just get it off the weight room floor before the girls started. And uh, I, I bricked it. And I said, see, this is why I coach football. And, you know, if I'm going to play any pickup games, I'm the hustle board guy. Like I'll, do my best to defend. I'll get in there and get rebounds, but don't ask me to shoot because I'm probably going to miss. Um, 
but you know, it's one of those deals. I, I, I know where my lane is and I stay in it. Uh, and then I seek out wiser people like you to give more insight. And I think just that part right there is, is so beneficial, particularly for just kids to hear, but coaches also like, there's a lot of them that they dream of going to play at the NBA, but they think that it's just, well, I got to be Steph Curry. I got to shoot like Steph Curry, but it's more than just that, right? The, as good as Steph is, he's, he's not a common type player. He's a very unique player. Um, you know, to, to, to be at the NBA, you got to have a, like you, like you were saying, you got to have two out of those three at an extremely high level. Um, and I think that that's what gets missed, <clears throat> you know, and to, to talk to a strength coach and not bring up Louis Simmons is, is crazy, but you know, strong things don't, don't break and, and strength isn't a weakness, you know, ultimately you got to be able to move the strength that you have. We don't want, we don't want just big lurches uh, on the basketball court or on the football field. You want, we want to be able to see you move that strength, but you got to amass the strength because at the end of the day, bigger, faster, stronger is going to win the competition uh, mo more often than not. Yeah. And, and yeah, no question. I love that quote by Louis Simmons and, and Bill Ferran, who's one of my biggest mentors, is the only strength coach for the Miami Heat since they were incepted. And before that, he was the football strength coach for the University of Miami. And that's what he talks about all the time. Like, he, if you watch, if you watch the Miami Heat, you can tell that those guys lift weights. And, and, and the stronger the athlete is, the more resilient they are. And when, once you reach your true strength potential, that's when your true athletic potential comes out. And so it's awesome to see him training those, those high-level guys and really getting them underneath the barbell and, and strength training. And, and it shows. I mean, they've won three NBA championships. They were in the NBA finals last year. And, and they lift hard for sure. And it's a testament to him. It's a testament to Pat Riley. Who they believe in in strength training for sure, and and I love to see it. No doubt, well, Coach Man, it's been a pleasure. I'm I'm, I'm gonna I'm not gonna ask the question that I typically ask basketball guys because that that's a whole another deal for a whole another day. But I, I'm I'm genuinely interested in your your Iron Athlete program. I love your your desire to bridge the gap, not just with the kids and sport but with the community that I think that's such a missing element that is the next evolution in terms of making things better uh, in, in the school uh, is, you know, some of those, some of these schools have really great community buy-in. Um, but I think something like what you're talking about and bringing in those parents and creating that next opportunity to have a conversation at the dinner table is a paramount thing to, excuse me, not just um, creating better athletes or better kids, but just creating better adults for the future uh, because there's that shared common interest. The weight gives zero care about who you are as a person, how strong you are. 45 pounds is 45 pounds. 35 is 35. 20 kilos is 20 kilos. And either lift it or you don't right you move it or you don't period the end of the story there's no may yeah maybe nope yes or no so i i, I love that part um 
I hope people get a lot out of this episode. I think they will. Um, if people wanted to talk to you more, you know, and, and kind of get a hold of you, pick your brain more, what's the best way? Yeah, no, I'd love to connect with anybody, anybody interested. I mean, you can very active on social media, Twitter and Instagram is at Kurtz M3, K-U-R-T-Z M3. And then, uh, and then definitely feel free to email me as well. My email is last name, first name, Kurtz, Micah at gmail.com. Um, definitely, uh, love to continue the conversation. For sure. I appreciate you, uh, you, uh, having me on. I know you got a date night with the wife tonight, so don't want to hold you up too long. And, uh, I appreciate everything that you're doing. This has been awesome. Thanks for checking out the podcast today. Really hope you enjoyed today's guest. Don't forget to leave a like and a review. We are on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play Podcasts, wherever you get your podcast fix from. Ratings and reviews really help us reach more viewers. Peace out. Have a nice day. Be the change you want to see in the world.